Breaker, what's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for bookstores, cool chatbots, and the explosive relationships you'll only find in. You've got mail. Well, rev up your modems. Or an earful of you've got mail. The Ultimate Hacker Podcast. Fans of cinema. Cyber. Hope I'm much like. That is, if you're not some no good. Superstore. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little internet protocol, and we'll even have a something for your inbox. You got mail. Yes. Those are very powerful words. Yes. And welcome to another episode of You Got I Messed It Up Again. You did. You had like a nice streak of two episodes in a row. You got you got the name of the podcast right. And then you <laughs> I don't know why I want to leave with You've Got Podcast. How but... the mighty have fallen. Oh, wouldn't it be great if we just renamed our show You've Got Podcast? I would I... not like that. Then uh, I'd be, then I'd the be earful right community on... would be uh, most up, of the shows. uproar. Ah, okay. This is an earful of You've Got Podcast. That's correct. I'm Alan. Herbie Ockles here. How you doing? I'm doing... I'm not asking you. I'm asking the audience. How are you doing? They're doing well. If you listen to us, they must be doing well. I, I know for a and fact. They're, and they're doing good. They're doing both. Um, sure. So we've got mail. <laughs> That's right. Um, and a show. Yeah. I mean, I, I we should open with uh, kind of like uh, checking in. And one thing we can ask is just like... Uh, how many emails have you gotten this week? Or, this like, is, or what's a memorable email this week? Oh, this is uh, the perfect topic for me right now. Because this yeah. this past week, I emptied my inbox. That's that's a mistake. I'm down to three emails in my inbox. Let me check. Uh, my inbox, I don't think I've gotten down to zero. I currently have 64,587 unread. <laughs> well, you're getting there. I'm getting there, yeah. The trend is positive. And by I'm not positive, sure that's true. Well, uh, yeah, it's up. It's up? It's, all, it's up and up and to the right. Ah, so, okay, this is an earful of You Got podcast, and what, um, what we're here to do is analyze the 10th five minutes of the movie You've Got Mail. And so we will be doing that in a little bit. A question offhand. Yes. Uh, Which hand? Uh, both hands, okay. but half of each. Okay. The off, the off parts. The of off. Uh huh. Uh, we rescheduled where the key line pie went last time. Sure. Right? And if I remember right, was it? It, it comes was after spoilers. It comes after the spoilers. You got to okay. spoil the show. Okay. Just making sure I got that right. Before you can, you can key line. Um, yeah, uh, we, that's true. We do have though. There's a lot of uh, news. Well, that's views, for that's for news. Views. Yeah, uh, um, we've got some setup stuff that we should get to before we get to that. Oh yeah, setup has changed. Setup has changed. Uh, so there's you're still out in the uh, garage area. Mostly the same. The cabling is the same. The difference for this is through the mail. I just opened. Uh, I have now have a uh, a dangling like kind of like uh, arm for my uh, for my microphone. Uh, and now is has it your a, right or left arm? It looks more like my left arm, mm. uh, but it's 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 uh, attached to the table, and my I'm now uh, the it's the, the microphone is dangling from the sky, as it were, 
uh, and in some kind of uh, vibration chamber uh, of sorts. So, and this is why the audio sounds fantastic. This is why I sound twice as loud. It's so clean. Uh, so that's uh, you know, as far as tracing back the cable on my end, everything is the same. Uh, until the cable goes into the wall. And why don't you say a little more about that? Well, yeah. So we had some had a little electrician action around here uh, in the past week. And um, we've now got a... There's a channel running through the wall, which facilitates the, the direction of cables through that wall. And so uh, you have a... USB cable no longer running out the window and back in the other window, uh, or the door, uh, that is. Um, it is now running through the wall. So the, the, all the USB hookups needed. Uh, same, for... same functional difference, uh, but just it's a lot cleaner. Uh, it's, it's so elegant. It's so, do, so oh, elegant. Do people care? I think they care about functional cabling. They don't care about the aesthetics of... Our listeners care about all cabling. Uh. So yeah, uh, so setup significantly improved. All sorts of nice improvements here and there and everywhere, um, and um, and is that it? Uh, also, drinks today. I've got my got my Red Bull, got my uh, tequila. So that's what we're not I, together, separate. I got. Uh, I've. Uh, I realized I left my Palo Alto mug here, so I'm very happy to see it after two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, drinking Long coffee. Time away. Drinking coffee. Uh, have an emergency Gatorade by my foot. Oh, good to have an emergency Gatorade. That's why they're so out I'm there. Like, every, every time I'm here, I'm, 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 I'm depleting your supply, and you're almost out. That's fine. That's fine. Gatorade's not particularly good for you, so the more the more you deplete it, the, the better it is for me. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's good for you. Um, the um, Should we sing a, a round of um, Palo Alto, Here I Come, to celebrate the mug's return? I wouldn't, I'd rather not, uh, but that's a good suggestion. Maybe sometime. Maybe sometime. How about instead uh, a little theme song? This is news, fuse, and feuds. That's right. Uh, so actually, and uh, screws. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's only three things. I'm not sure exactly what word you said, uh, but as far as screws, that is to say, errors. Uh, I have uh, one error. As far as news, I have two news. As far as feuds, I have one feud. Wow. Okay, that's a lot to get to. Yeah. Sure. So I'll I'll do the screw first. Screw. Uh, I might have actually corrected this during the episode last time, but I don't think I did. Uh, Lynn Grossman uh, is credited uh, in some capacity, and we were wondering, was that the piano player? And I was saying, mm. is that Bob Bellman's wife, Lynn oh, Grossman? Sure. If you do an image search for Lynn Grossman, Bob Balaban, you see him with a woman who's much younger, who is not the woman at the piano, 
But looking up more, there's, I think it's just she's mislabeled. That must be his daughter or something, because he's been married to Lynn Grossman since 1977, and other photos, I believe it is in fact the woman at the piano, is Bob, Bob Balaban's wife, Lynn Grossman. So that's a that's a correction. Okay, good. Good to have that. A uh, piece of news. Uh, I got a book for free the other day, Invitation to Inquest, Reopening the Rosenberg Adam, Pi- Adam Spy Case. Oh! So a book about the Rosenbergs. Yes. Uh, uh, and it has photos of them, uh, and and actually the, uh, there's some photos that look pretty young in it. So uh, yeah, confirmed it's... they uh, they were they were young and they look young. That's true. Okay, and then the big uh, well. So wait, you said you had a feud. Well, I have one other piece of news, which oh. is uh, Jacobin has an article. Jacobin. Jacobin has an article about uh, you've got mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but that sure. is a piece of news. That's a news. And the other half of that is uh, I have a feud with, with Megan Day, the author of, of, of that article. Wow. Okay. Well, there but we'll we go. get to that. Uh, we will. I would like to talk about that at the end of the show after analysis. Would that be fun? Um, no. No, we'll integrate it into the show. Okay. Right, and that will kick us off with "You've Got Spoilers." That's correct. Oh, got that one right. That took some effort. That, I was physically straining as I said as I tried to say the name of that segment correctly. You just need a uh, you know one of those wooden like uh, home sweet home on the walls, but it should have all the different segments. <laughs> well, the problem is I've got this laptop in front of me that has a thing that says "Who Let the Dogs Out?" Baja IT zero six two four zero. You can fix that underscore f1.mp3 you can fix all these things eh um i believe in i believe in natural quicktime windows um so okay uh we are going to spoil the next five minutes of the movie you've got mail you've got a plot summary in front of you i assume although i hear you typing furiously so it may not actually be in front of you but Uh, as you as you get it up i will continue to stall for time what i don't think that's are you are you saying I should uh, start reading it now? Yeah, uh, I can I can do that. The two spend their holidays with their respective families, singing carols and engaging in the joys of the holidays. Thanksgiving passes smoothly, but then around Christmas, Kathleen expresses that she misses her mother and wants advice from her on how to save their beloved store and Joe offers to give her some advice on it without knowing who she is. She oh. takes his advice, but doesn't tell him anything specific. But she doesn't take his Does advice. Does she take his advice? She takes the offer of giving advice. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she it's like the uh, act at the beginning of some sort of protocol. Sure. Joe tells her to go to war against the corporation, so... Okay, that's, you know, that's... He starts yeah. telling her that. No, uh, we, we complete the thought on that one. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So that's a, a little short, a um, little short little thing. A little short little thing. That little has short. been 
Well, who let the spoilers out? Nope, nope, not that. Um, who, you've got spoilers. Why is this so hard? <laughs> Oh yes. Oh, oh, the Baja men. All right. Oh, there we go. This is this will be great to talk over. That's what I figured. Um, we call the sound just Don't, don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. A little quieter would be nice. Yeah, be we'll get it. We'll get it down. <laughs> get it down, baby. <laughs> In time. Don't worry. In time. Uh, okay, so now it's time for our famous uh, key line pie segment. Yeah. Uh, and on this, we are both going to introduce one of our, uh, what we believe is the key line of these, uh, five minutes. I had a real tough time with this one this time. I, I think I have one that seems right to me, but the fact, I, I feel it's not going to be a match then. Yeah, it's, I mean, there were a lot of good ones, but I, I mean, I, I did decide on one. I've got, I've got three here, though, that were candidates, so. I'm 100% positive mine is not one of those. Uh, you never know. Okay, okay. Okay, um, are we ready? Yes. Three, two, one. I had hello? a gut feeling you'd be online now. I said, I said, hello? Okay, not a what is, what is So wait, hello? When does that? Well, we'll get to it, but they say it several times. Well, of course they do, but... But not in like a normal way, like in a strange way. Okay. Well, we'll get to it. You gotta, I mean, but you gotta appreciate, I mean, I had a gut feeling you would be online now, that's I a good, feel like. It's a good line. Yeah. It's something, uh, have, do you think you've said those words? Um, maybe not those exact words, Until but I've said today. things pretty close to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, being online and not online used to be a thing that was possible. Exactly, it's like being in the Matrix or outside the Matrix. Yeah, you um, can't be both. Do you want? Do you want my other lines real quick here? Uh, okay, sure. This seems like cheating, but sure. Go. You gonna read them? Oh, it's in the whole thing. Okay. Oh yeah, it's in the thing. Uh, I can give you advice. I'm great at advice. Uh, actually, I almost said that one. I'm a brilliant businessman. <laughs> it's what I do best. Uh, that's also very good, but uh, I think that's not really so key, but sure. Yeah. Okay, well, that's been uh, Key Line Pie. That has been Key Line a Pie. Oh, what a, what a thing. All right, we're, we're chugging along here. So um, do we want to go straight into the sink, or do we want to get... Um... I would like to go. I don't see any reason why I would not like to. <laughs> I would like to talk about the uh, oh you're talking about Jacobin. I would I like yeah, to talk about I mean we could do a little Jacobo later. Jacobo later. Yeah. Uh, sink now. Absolutely. Okay. So, All right. Um, well, lay it on me with the sink. So what what's okay. um what are we what do we got? We got the tenth five minutes. That's correct. Uh, okay. So I've got it in front of me on the, my second monitor. I have it on here. my command line. MPV uh, videos YGM segment ten MP four ready to go. I've got that part YGM segment ten MP four. You at home might have. I mean, really depends on what your naming scheme was when you when you split it apart. I, uh, I mean, I'd say it. you can do whatever you want. Keep it consistent. You you will you will regret it if you try to have a bespoke name for every five minutes. And make sure you put the zeros before the you know for your for your segments one through nine, put that zero before the before the one two three four five six seven eight nine, because not the not don't number one of them zero. Although you can if you want. But. You don't want to have to trust this. some software is smart about it and it will actually order it the right way. But most won't, and you don't want you want to be able to use dumb tools. You don't so. want to risk it. Don't risk it. It could be it could be deadly. 
No. Could do, be the last mistake you make. Yeah, it yes. It's not worth it. Not worth it. Um okay, so um we're gonna sync now. So you're gonna go home, grab your tenth five minutes of uh, the movie you've got uh mail, and cue it up, lock it, dust it off, loop it. Yeah. Hear the dog in the back. I'm gonna close the window. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, it's, 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 for the first time you can close the window. I, I could close the door, but uh, instead I, I'm not. Uh, oh, well, it might might be good to close the door. It's, it's to my back. Also, uh, how's the World Series going? Uh, it's a two zero Dodgers. Not okay. much change. No, yeah. Nothing new. Yeah. Nothing new. Yeah, this is like that. Um, what is um what what was I? Uh, oh yeah, Babylon Five had a little reference to the Dodgers in the World Series. It was. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, did so, the Rays win or did the Dodgers win? Uh, well, I don't think the Rays were involved. It was just a Dodgers reference. So, uh, but the, the Dodgers were doing very poorly mm. in the Babylon Five uh, mm. universe. Um, okay, so um, uh, let's get back to the movie you've got mail, uh, which is what we're talking about. And I'm ready to sink right now. I'm also ready to sink. So, okay, I'm, so I've got we're, a we're in Wire up. Club. We're I'm in Wire Club. Five. Five, four, three, two, one, four, four, three, two, one, three, three, two, one, two, two, one, one, zero, one, 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 Okay, so I would like to say I think we have uh, it's 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 unclear how many scenes we have here. I would call it. I mean, I would call it five scenes. Uh, wow, that's a lot. Um, I would call it. Some are bite-sized. Uh, you you, are you counting each one of the individual uh, emails? Emails. Or, no, every every I am is a new uh, scene. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it it riffs time each time. Uh, no, I, I would say okay. Here's what I would say. First scene is uh, the end of Annie singing. You know, Annabelle singing Annie. Annie plays Annie. Very short scene. Okay. Second scene is the uh, you know at Birdie's. Uh, Birdie. Well, Bir- the Birdie's walk. You mean? Birdie's walk. Oh no no sorry. Birdie's walk is later. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not at Birdie's because Birdie's walking home. No, Birdie at the piano. Oh, oh, okay. Birdie okay. at the piano. Birdie scene at two. the piano. Yep. Then scene three is Birdie out and about. Birdie walking home. Birdie strutting her stuff. Yep. Birdie on the prowl. <laughs> Birdie on the prowl. Uh, and scene four, uh, this is the controversial part. I would say uh, it's ornament time is uh, is its own uh, scene. Yeah, it really kind of, there's a lot of dead time in there. Yeah. Yep. And I'd say, like, in, as far as space and time, I mean, this movie plays a lot with time and space mm-hmm. uh, being fluid. But I'd say there's it's there's a lot of you know it flows because the over the 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 voiceover here is part of the email sequence, but it's 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 different thematically. I, I would call it two scenes. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then finally, I am in. I am in. Yeah, and then the I am. Yeah, sorry, I was getting lost in the song there. Um, don't, okay. Don't make that mistake. No, never. Uh, okay, and then is there anything? Um, there's. That's it. They end with instant messages, like like the world. <laughs> Just the way the world ends, it ends with instant messages. <laughs> not with a not, not with a bang. Not but, with a bang, but, but with, with an, an instant, instant message. message. Yeah, exactly. that's what they say, right? Okay, uh, so I'd like to talk about those. Uh, I'd say in uh, one. 
film chronology, which is the way they are demonstrated in the film instead of uh, trying to resequence it uh, first to last. I would go. I would go one, two, three, four, five. Okay, that sounds good. Um, okay, so scene one. Scene one. Yes. We're in the analysis. Uh, Annie. Annabelle yes. sings Annie. I, uh, I have nothing to say. Finishes singing. Is it so? A- Annie. What's it's from the, the musical Annie. It's from the tomorrow. musical Annie. What's the song? Tomorrow. Oh right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. I love you. Tomorrow. Yeah. You're always. That's from Annie. Interesting. Yeah, I believe I believe that was a Broadway premiere in the early '70s. I want to say mm. uh, maybe it was late '60s, but uh, and then became more famous when uh, John Huston made an adaptation in 1980. Or eighty-one or something. So there you I go. See. Was that Annie? Get your gun. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he gave uh, Annie, little orphan Annie, a gun, well, and yeah. the rest was history. Oh, what a movie! Um, okay, cool. So we start with the song, the singing. Um, there's not a whole lot left in that scene. We do see a little swirl of the brandy or whatever, um, whatever Mid Fox has got going on. Mm, I didn't see that, but that's cool. Yeah, he swirls the brandy a little bit. I'm, I'm just thinking, drink of the app. You know, yeah, Lynn Grossman in the back is bobbing her head. No. Pretty yep, cool. Yep, there's good stuff there. And then I think we see. So I feel validated, uh, just in general. I always feel valid. Yeah, I mean, I try and I feel valid every day. I wake up and I say I'm validated. You but, are valid. Uh, and I and I shouldn't be because I have a. I mean, I, I need to be because I, uh, otherwise I'd be having to pay for parking. Um, and so I I feel validated because last time I laid out there that I thought this was a direct reference to a Christmas Carol. Okay. Oh, come on. Right. Hello. And I feel like I got kind of rebuffed on that. No, and I, I mean, I think I only got rebuffed because it's not Christmas. It's well, that's true. That's true. But Very true. the dual, the two families, rich family, poor family, du- duality thing, it's where they're going back and City forth, sort of thing. and everyone's singing, it feels right out of the Christmas, car- uh, Christmas carol to me. So. Yeah, I, I think so, but it's Thanksgiving. It is. It's two families. Thanks. Well, so okay. Yeah, it is two families. Well, is it two families? Let's move on to scene two. Let's talk about that. Okay. Scene. Scene. We're done with scene one. There's nothing much. Else There's not a whole lot there. Okay. Scene the second. Um, Kathleen's party. Oh boy, it's loud. That's loud. That's loud. We can turn that down. Consider it turned down. We can turn that way down. Consider it turned down. Um, okay. Uh, so, cat. Ooh, look at that swirl of the brandy. Um, so he's about to take a sip, and then it cuts out. That's what, that's how cool it is. So, um, okay, Kathleen's apartment. No, I don't think so. You think it's someone else's apartment? Well, we actually do see. We it have seen the from the same... other angle that there is a piano in the background. It so has simple... the same feel as her apartment. I would say my only. I okay. Let me go back to the script. The script. Uh, one second. The horn. Uh, this scene is called. It's a very short scene here. The horn. The horn. The horn. The horn. The horn. Okay, so this scene uh is. Okay, actually, okay, it is in the script as well. I just figured that Birdie looked at home, so I figured it must be Birdie's home. But no, it is in fact as it looks. It, it, it would not be surprising to me if every member of the shop around the corner has an identical-looking uh, home. Sure, but Birdie is walking home after the party, so... That could be a different day. I actually... I did not even piece that together the same day. I thought that was, like, a <laughs> later that week or something. 
but okay. So no, I'm pre- It seems cat like Kathleen's. It uh, it's interior Kathleen's living room day. Uh, yeah. A much okay. more informal Christmas dinner. We see there the we leftovers go. in the sideboard at near a round table in Kathleen's living room. Not sure we see those. Uh, uh, and then it lists the guests there. Do you mean to list yes, the guests? Yes, I, I, I listed all the guests. I have them here. Would you like okay. me to list them? Let's see. Uh, I have uh, in the script. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight people. Yeah. So yeah. I've okay. got them all. Let's see. Let's let you go. Ready? Yeah. This is nice that they exhaustively listed this. Um, okay, we've got Kathleen Kelly. Correct. We've got Christina Pletzker. Correct. Uh, trying very hard to concentrate, I wrote. Um, yeah, she's, she's, she's way she, into the singing. She believes in the music. We've got Frank. Does Frank have a last name? Uh, Frank Navasky. Frank Navasky. Yep, we got Frank Navasky. Build second. Christina's build fourth. So you got one, two, four. Yep. We've got George... George Papas. Papas. Build, build five. George Papas. Build five. We've got George's significant other. Who is? <gasps> Who is the policewoman? Yeah, she's the detective, Meredith. No way. Yeah. Meredith is back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Meredith, by the way, played here uh, by Rako Aylesworth. Uh, who I think was fairly notable for a while for being on the television show 24. Oh. But she's in this movie for uh, all, all of uh, a few seconds in the side scene. 24 like, seconds, exactly. She's, yeah, exactly. It's her contract. Uh, so she's on for 24 seconds of screen time uh, playing Meredith. But, I mean, how's her chemistry? Um, oh, nice. Yeah, they're, they're, they are into each other. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think, I, uh, according to the script, I believe this is the last time Meredith shows up. <laughs> so the storyline is over. I mean, this, you know? yeah, this is the, like, side, side, side plot, and it concludes here. Yeah, if yeah. they're making this today, I think you'd make about George and Meredith. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, that, then she's she's I, built six. So, so I didn't make that connection. I just wrote George significant other here, but, um, okay, then we got Birdie at the piano. Uh, correct, she's built third. Yep. Uh, and then we have another guy who, okay. and we have another guy and another woman. And I thought maybe the other guy was was Christina's significant other, maybe, but they're not standing together, so. Eh. Hmm. But they look about the same age, so it seems like it might might check out. But then there's another woman there too. So uh, the the screenplay says uh, finishes up George and George's new girlfriend Meredith and two other friends in, cap- <laughs> in capital letters. So two other. Okay, well that. That answers my question because my question was: Is is Kathleen's party a work party? Like, like the is this the work holiday? You know, the the holiday party for the office, or are these her only friends? Um, okay, so then, which would introduce another question, which is: What is the criterion for whether something is a work party or a non-work party? Sure. Because I'd say one criterion is: What is the coverage of the employees? And the coverage is 100%. They yeah, five employees. The whole, the whole store is there. So they have 100% coverage, which I would say makes it a work party. Sure. The second thing is, what is the overall, uh, of all guests, how many are in the workforce? Uh, and I, I guess there's a question. How many in the workforce plus ones? Or how many in the workforce just total? So if it is workforce total, it's five out of eight. Pretty high percentage, over 50%. Sure. If it's workforce plus ones, uh, at least six, maybe seven, pos. I, I, I think... I, I was actually thinking at first that I'm in Birdie's children or something. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't or, think... I, that, I, I think they're just No, 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 because she's walking home alone, so it's Yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. I, if yep. it was her house, maybe that's why I thought it was, because yeah. I thought first, 
Who are these people? They must be her children, therefore they're at home. I think they're just supposed to be other friends of Kathleen and Frank, probably. Probably. But, yeah. So, um, and so, I mean, maybe they're using this opportunity to introduce them to one another. They're clearly not hitting it off, so I don't think it's going to go well. No, they're no George and Meredith. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. what do you think the overall, uh, based upon those three different criteria, what do you think, uh, what do you conclude, whether work party or non-work party? Um, I would say, um, I think this is a non-work party, but Kathleen's social life is heavily centered around her employees. <laughs> I would say, okay, one other criteria, which we don't really have any way to judge, which is what is the workplace pressure to attend? Oh, um, I would say very high. I agree, which yeah. I'd say that is probably the strongest factor on whether it's a work party or not. Sure, but they're less of, I mean... They're less of a of a you know of of a work force. They're less of a workforce, and they're more of a family. Okay, so consider. Okay, let's. There are of the of the uh, okay. So of the uh, four employees, right? Right. I'm getting that right. Yeah. There's there's four employees, two plus ones. So let's say only the four employees. Uh, what do you think the uh, degree of desire to attend the party is from most to least um okay of the other sorry of which people so of not, everyone. The, not the plus one so there's there's not, four okay. employees two plus ones sure. and two mystery guests. okay desire to attend the party um but of the employees uh ooh, okay uh um yeah, hmm, this is gonna be tricky i'm gonna say mm, i'm gonna say most I, I don't know. There's no question for me here, but go ahead. Most? Well, yeah. I, no, I think there's a debate to be had here. Because no. I think, are you going to say Birdie? I was going to say Kathleen. Okay. Oh, oh, I didn't, I thought we were only counting employees. No, she's an employee. Well, she employs herself. Well, okay, right? all right. Then, I mean, of course, number one, Kathleen. But after Kathleen. Okay. No, okay, after Kathleen. <laughs> so I like, think there's an argument. I, mean, I, 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 there's, there's an argument debate here. I'm, I'm, I, I think there's a clear winner. Well, I think, so, I mean, I think. George, there's the argument with George of like, George is, is you know, psyched to introduce everyone to his new detective. Uh, yeah, girlfriend. I guess that's a question. Like, on a normal time, I would rank George much more low. Exactly. Low, but this time, he actually has a reason to at once, you know, I imagine these are his kind of impressive friends as opposed to probably his non work friends or low lives and yeah. slackers. So I think he's making a better impression by taking Meredith here. Yeah, exactly. But I, yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, I would still say Birdie's my second, just because Birdie's a pro. I think Birdie, you know, has kind of, you know. Well, she, and this is, I mean, yeah, like uh, she's the, she's the, the center of the of this party. She's she's, she's playing the, the glue. piano. She's the glue. Yeah. Um. So and then and then Christina's really into it. I mean, she looks. She's she's. What's your business? She's not, like, sulking. I mean, she's, like, into this party. Yeah, I think she's, I mean, I think uh, she always kind of, like, you know, maybe, okay. like, like whines or is neurotic about stuff. But I think she's, she's in the moment, she's in it. You yeah, know? totally. Uh, so I would say, in general, normal times, I'd say George would be the least enthusiastic. Uh, but now I'd say probably Christina, and she's, she's pretty into it. As opposed sure. to like when I'm attending a work party every single time, I I, I really hate it. I think I would look <laughs> unenthusiastic every time. 
Um, really, well, really yeah. not a fan. Well, that's, I mean, that's why they're optional. <laughs> Quotes optional. Oh, they're optional. They're, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that's cool. A lot of folks there. Nice, nice atmosphere. And now slot in the plus ones. Uh, what's, um, what's the enthusiasm of the plus ones? Oh, enthusiasm of the plus ones. Um, well, it's hard to say with these other. I mean, the other, the, the two people, the two unnamed people seem the least enthusiastic. I agree. Yeah. So, but we don't, we don't know what their motivation is. Well, it's really um, Meredith versus Frank. Uh, Meredith versus Frank. Well, we've gotten a Rosarena home run, so now it's two to one. Nice. Yeah. Um, Meredith versus Frank. Um, uh, I would say Mer. Well, I would say Meredith above Frank. No, Frank, I'd say Frank. You think Frank defines him? He, he wills himself to care because he's like, this is the backbone of American culture. You yeah. know, is is small, quaint get-togethers. So yeah. even if he hates it in his bones, he's willing himself to love it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I buy that. I buy that. Okay, man, Christina's into this. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun song. Um, it's not a fun song, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, okay, is that so? Are we done with attendance or any, anything else uh, on the yeah, attendance? Yeah, uh, perfect attendance. <laughs> perfect, hundred percent attendance. Um, okay. <sighs> so, uh, quick, quick note too. Uh, it's unclear, you know, if uh, if the casting was done ahead of time uh, when, like, the script, because Birdie is playing in the script. But this may or may not be a reference to, uh, you know, kind of an in-joke based upon the oh, actress. The guy on the Bernie. right is hating it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, he's, yeah, The guy on the right is the least enthusiastic. The girl in the chair is at least kind of nodding along. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. Say so, that again. So, so Birdie is played by Jean Stapleton. Yep. Uh, you know, and she her most famous role is, of course... Um, on 24. Uh, Edith Bunker on All in the Family. Close. Which, op- close. which opens with her playing at an upright piano. So I would say call back. Yeah, I mean, I would say I I think that's meant to be an in joke, and I bet that probably means that at the time writing it, uh, the Efrons were you know uh, intending to hire Gene Stapleton. That's my sure. that's my theory. It's I mean she's gettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Clearly, not, not anymore because she's she's not no longer living, but she oh. was gettable then. <laughs> yeah, she's very hard to get now. Yeah, tw- uh, you know, uh, you know. 22 years ago. Holy Jesus. Uh, well, well, we'll book her. We'll 22 book her. years worry. ago, we had Gene Stapleton, Bob yeah. Hope, and Steve Jobs. Did we have Bob Hope 22 years ago? Yeah, he died in like uh, 2003. Wow. I know that because he died uh, He died while I was doing a college visit in Arizona. Wow. Uh, and I saw him on TV, uh, and uh, I, made, I made the joke saying, oh, Bob Hope's on TV. Maybe he has a new movie out. <laughs> Little did you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, group. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. So here's the deal. Group, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, group singing at a party does not seem fun. Well, okay. I would say it's somewhat it's somewhat exclusionary because uh, musical ability is a skill. If people are not musically inclined or tone deaf or just don't care, it's not going to be equally fun. Yeah. Exactly. But what is what is what is equally fun for people? I mean, I, that I mean that's why um, don't have parties. That's why people don't have parties anymore. Um, no, I mean I think um, you know that's why food is at the center of so many parties is because like generally people are equally able to enjoy good food. And what so, says gluten? 
well, of course, but um, you know, I, but there's no, there's not like a skill gap in enjoying food, you know. I think there is. Like, uh, <laughs> if it's like if people are like showing like good wines and bad wines, and your palate is well, not. I, as good. I didn't say alcohol. I said food. Uh, alcohol is made. Of, I mean, uh, wine is made out of, of well, grapes. That's food. Sure. Um, so okay, and then I and then I did. Did you look up the song? I looked up the song. Yeah, I looked up the song. Yeah, it's called the instrument song. It's called the instrument song and or the orchestra song. It is known oh. as. It can be known as either. Okay. Um, uh, did you get? Uh, so okay, so interesting. Uh, most say it's an Austrian folk song, but I see one piece of sheet music because it's a German folk song. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a page that says German folk song. Yes, I can believe it's either. I couldn't really find there is no Wikipedia page, so it's not it, that I know, famous it's of a song. Not, yeah, it's not well known. And uh, it, in most hits, like if you search for it, you get mostly "You Got Mail." Yeah, I, I saw a lot of that, and then I and then it's a lot of sheet music, and then it's basically no other information. Uh, no, there's there's a little there's there's one there's one video of a bunch of like eight year olds playing it. I think four are on violins, ones on uh, viola, and they're very bad at it, so Good. it's not great. And one is actually very helpful, which is a MIDI file, which I'll just get I'll just get get going right now. Sure. So let me. <laughs> Like lovely singing in the violin, swinging like lovely song. So the clarinet goes do a do a do a do a do the clarinet. The clarinet. Oh, it repeats. So the way that works is okay. So the way that works in this song is they do one instrument, then another instrument, and then all together. So it is oh, no. first violin, then clarinet, and then together. So, oh, no. So here Please, it is together. No. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Turn it down. Oh, yeah, turn it down. So this is them together. This is basically what we, what we hear. Then we open up. Oh, uh, and you have, you're supposed to have other people singing the other parts while people are singing. Yeah, so this one is actually out of order uh, for the movie. It goes to the, th- uh, the third instrument, the trumpet. But let's go to the horn. Here's the horn. The, hor- the, the horn is notable having only one note the repeated. The horn, the, the horn, sounds so forlorn. The, the horn, the horn. Now it's all together. Oh. So we uh, all skip to the... Such a mess as a MIDI. <laughs> the fourth, it's not the best MIDI. 12,000 hits. Here is uh, the fourth instrument, the trumpet. Did you hear the trumpet, The line? trumpets are sounding ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Are you, are you on bethnotesplus.com? I am on bethnotesplus. Okay. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Trumpets are sounding. Da, 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 so, so it's very similar to the, to the violin part, but it's the like the trumpets, trumpets are sounding. The trumpets are sounding. And then finally is the timpani, where actually you know it can be you can differ. This one. two notes. It's always the same notes. This is extremely bad MIDI. So get ready for this. This is awful. This is like they have like it sounds like it's two different instruments in the MIDI. So actually, the just to say the it sounds like Frank is struggling to say to reach the low note of the horn. 
Uh, and this, <laughs> the, the, the drum is well below, <laughs> you know, so this is much uh, lower. So let's go to this. Okay, then we'll finish up with the chorus now. <laughs> That's the timpani? Yeah, although this one's called the drum. So uh, it's the, the drum. These two notes, the it's always the same. It's always the same. two notes, it's always the same notes. So not great. Uh, so no. then finally, let's hear it all together. Uh, so it's an orchestra, baby. So cool. This is the way I learned this Hungarian folk tune as a child in all six parts. So you have another country. No one knows where this song is from. No. It's, it's no the way. world song. Hmm. Oh, geez. I, I should have done that one. Uh, there's, an, <laughs> there's one called Grace that has uh, six people. Uh, replies uh, is very good song by Min uh, Ah Ling. Uh, second reply is Wow. Wow. And then one person says, this is not a Hungarian folk tune. It's from German composer W. Geisler. So there you go. So Ooh, the Geisler connection. Oh, this looks awful. Let's skip to the middle. Okay, actually, I hate that less than I thought I would. Yeah, that's all right. It looks... It, it, it's one person, six parts. This is Grace. This is well executed. Yeah, actually, a lot of times when you see one person uh, in like a grid with themselves singing over, yeah, it's never good. It's really like they're always, they actually have no understanding of harmony nine times out of ten. <laughs> they're just extremely, it's just like this monotone screaming. Uh, but Grace knocks out the park. So, well done, Grace. Okay, so there you go. That's a little bit more. Uh, and I just heard from the very end there, Grace apparently talking about some sort of counterpoint. Yeah, some, so Hello. you can introduce as many you well. know, instruments as you want, I guess. Sure, yeah. I mean, so this explains, now that I understand a little more about how it works, this explains why it's kind of a fun party game. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's kind of like you learn a little note, and then you try to the sing it at the right the time, and then work in the same. So it's a coordination game. Yeah, guy, yeah. Which, uh, you know, I'd say, it, even if you're a bad singer, it's kind of like, oh, try along, and if you don't do great, it's still kind of funny. Yeah, not my favorite party game, but, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, do you like uh, do you like uh, rounds in any other format? No. Like, uh, famously, uh, Merrily Roll Along, right? Um, merrily Roll Along? Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along. Merrily, we roll, roll, roll like roll, roll your boat. In other words, uh, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think I, I did that once in like fourth grade or something. Whoa, what's happening? Uh, it's it's a second grade choir. I was just looking up W. Geisler to see any info, but uh huh. This is I only get one YouTube hit. Uh, re reply by Handyman says gracias. I'm getting the classic uh, problem I'm getting by dangling my microphone, which is I'm hitting it over yeah. and over again. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the timpani. It's the timpani, yes. The timpani. The timpani. The timpani. Okay. Okay, so based upon this, it sounds like there are traditionally five parts. There are five standing people, so maybe they're the people who say, like, okay, 
I'll uh, the, participate. The two, the two other guests can participate for the full part, but they don't do the solos. Whereas yeah. we know uh, that uh, Frank has a solo of the horn. The horn. Yeah. The uh, horn. Did we see that? I believe we started when they are both singing the clarinet and violin together. But yeah. who, who's doing uh, clarinet and who's doing violin? Well, I assume Kathleen Kelly's doing the clarinet. Okay, let's 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 hear it around next time. Yeah, we'll hear hear it around next time. We'll hear it around next time. I'll I'll pump up the jams too. Sure. Uh, that's kind of all I got there. Um, yep, I think that's it for that scene. Um, shall we move on? Yeah. So, uh, fun factor zero to ten. Of uh, the party. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems it, it seems like a pleasant party. I just don't that it's I. I mean, it's a very photogenic party game because it works. You yeah. know, you get people up, you get people active, you get a little soundtrack going. You know, I mean, like for for a movie, it makes sense. Well, let's say we have a lot of charismatic actors. Sure. And I'd say as you're doing this, uh, Greg Kinnear is, uh, you know, having fun, struggling to sing. Yeah, that, it's, it's, that that shtick is is very funny. Yeah, and then uh, Kathleen Kelly is cracking up, and actually, like everyone seems to like be having a lot of fun, and, and I, you know, uh, Meg Ryan is really selling it. So I mean, I'd say it's yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's like okay, have fun on the spot, or like the actors were like, hey, you know, just play around, and if they actually had fun, because they well, look think, like they're really having fun. I mean, yeah, the the cool thing about acting is they can pretend to have fun regardless. I mean, that's true, but I guess, like, method acting is saying you cannot really fake emotions. Mm. You need to evoke it within you. Uh, so it's kind of mm. like, think of one time you had fun, yeah. and she would be thinking about, like, being in a water park. Yes. So she's going down the uh, the log flume. In her mind. In her mind, yes. Um, okay, so then we move on to Birdie's Walk of Shame. Birdie strutting her stuff. Birdie strut. Birdie on the town. That's. I think that's what we landed on. On the, on the prowl. Birdie on the prowl. Birdie, sorry. Birdie, birdie on the prowl. Birdie on the prowl. And so she's walking along, and she comes up to the window, the Fox Books window. Which is which? If your theory is correct, which is that she is walking between Kathleen's place back to her place, mm-hmm. implies that she is walking down. No uh, you know, Remember? right next to their workplace, the sure. shop in the corner. So that sounds convenient. Well, it implies she lives pretty close to uh, to work. Yeah, that's why you live in the city. I guess so. Um, so yeah, so she's walking home and she peers into the Fox Books window. Um, there's a sign in the outside. Which else is like a. Uh, I, we've commented before. They do an incredible job mimicking Barnes and Noble's uh, graphic design. It's it's, conti- it's consistently very funny just how much they uh, they lift from it. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's really good. Um, so yes, they have that sign. Uh, Miranda Marg Margi Margu Margulies Margulies Margulies. I'd say Margulies. Um, and she's got, she is, uh, there's two book titles that are listed. It's unclear whether those, are those book titles, is one of them supposed to be the new book, or are they both her past books? That's a really good question. Um, I kind of, assume, neither seem like they're in the new book. I thought no. those like her, her b- b- biggest hits. That's, I mean, that's what I assumed as well. It's weird, though, that they don't say the title of the new book. 
Um, so it's <laughs> very good because you would imagine they'd have her face, and then next to it would be a photograph of the new book. Yeah, but instead you just get her face. Yes. Uh, and the two older books, do you write them down? Uh, yes. Uh, the Geometry Problem from Hell and Other Catastrophes of My Semi-Life. That's a very good, uh, uh, kind of, you know, spoof of an archetype of a children's book. Yeah, well, it's, it also implies, both these books imply that she has a niche. Sure. Yeah, With it's about, like... Math, uh, L- math, yeah. math, math, but, like, relatable math funny anxiety. Yeah, quir- so that's quirky, that's the, quirky math. Yeah, I could actually believe with that. I could believe that. Absolutely. And then the Algebra Hysterics. Yes, which is a... Le- I mean, yeah, I believe that that could be a title. It's a less... But it, it's presumably a reference to Hysteria, uh, Doug Coughlin's club. Sure. Yeah. Must be. Um, I mean, the, the, is Hysterics, is that, like, sexist? Hysterics? Yeah, because it's like that's traditionally you know a f- like that's considered to be a female mental illness. Oh, really? Yeah. Hysterics. Like hysterectomy, um, same root. A wildly emotional, exaggerated reaction. A person suffer from hysteria. I mean, I'm not seeing anything. I mean, I guess you're saying in, in an antiquated sense that's the. I I would say until the early 20th century. Um, Use over time for hysterics. It got mentioned a lot between 1800 and 1900, and then it declined significantly, and then it went up like crazy around like uh, 2000. Yeah, the Bush years. Um, well, actually, right after this movie came out is when it started. Oh, that was probably it. <laughs> when uh, you know the algebra hysterics started just you know flying off shelves after this movie. Um, Yes. Um, okay. So she has some books. She's got a new book. That new book, she's doing the event at Fox Books, not at Shop Around the Corner. I mean, okay, here's a question. She could do both. Yeah, she said, my book is coming out in January. I want to help you out. Uh, I want to help you out against Fox Books. And it's very clear Bertie considers to be... Somewhere just between uh, concerning and a, you know, uh, a backstabbing. Deflating. She, I mean, you th- does she feel backstabbed? Bertie immediately deflates. Does she feel backstub? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's absolutely backstubbed. I mean, I, uh, Mar- uh, you know, Miranda never said that this was an ex- uh, exclusive. Of course not. I mean, of all things she said, uh, I think that we should fight them. We should contact that nut from the Observer. But she never said, I promise you I won't of do a signing there. No, but well. it's still, it's, you know, it's still a, it's still a, a, a backstub. Uh, I mean, I, so if, if you were in Miranda's shoes, would you, would you at a loyalty not book it? Um, I mean, no. I think her, her I mean, agent, the, your agent probably books it. That's the whole point. Of course not. It's an opportunity. Fox Books is the new hot bookstore. She's a, an author that wants to sell a new book. That is the whole point. Of course she's going to go for it. But that is, that's the point. Why but, okay, she? so then at the same point, when they were talking earlier, uh, Kathleen and Bertie and to, to uh, Miranda, would they say, well, we, we realize you're going to, you know, do your tour. You're going to go to Fox Books. Yeah, we don't hold that against you. Or do you think, like, they were saying, well, we assume you're going to change your book tour around your loyalty to us? If, if, it's, the, if it's the latter, they should have made it explicit. I mean, if it's a former, then what's the problem? 
Well, I think there was an implied, you're going to give us the Sclusi. I don't think that was implied at all. Uh, okay. I don't know. I would um, say if that was implied, they should have said it because clearly well, I didn't. I mean, they weren't. I, I they weren't hear it. I didn't hear it. And Miranda right. didn't hear it. All right, let's move on. There's a nice book train in the window. Great book train. Ah, just like books on a train, just going around in a circle. It's nice. Come on, ride the train. Uh, yeah. Come that's on, correct. ride the train. The book train. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, uh, that's really all I got for that. Song. Yeah, nice atmosphere, snow, winter, trees. Yeah, and we we start. Do we do we actually start hearing the lead in to remember the uh, remember Christmas? Remember the twenty first day of September. Uh, no, it's the tenth of January. Remember the tenth day of January. That's correct. Um, but uh, we we in any case we transition in. I believe it is a transition to uh, scene four. We actually hear for the second time in the movie. Uh, Harry Nilsson. Oh. Not, not the last time we'll hear him. That's who that is. Yeah, so remember Christmas. Remember. This was, this was a single. The 21st uh, day of uh, September. By, by Harry Nilsson, put on the album uh, Son of Schmilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1973, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, not a nice album. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a song with Christmas in the title, you know. Uh, but sure. But uh, does, he doesn't, doesn't say Christmas in the, in the song, you know. Well, so. I mean, he, you know can't say christmas anymore no thanks a lot who, uh, we, who are we blaming at this point no absolutely who's who <laughs> who is responsible for that at this point well the email that, um, that kathleen sends out she sends an email with hmm. the with the subject title uh i didn't catch it xmas oh kind of offensive yeah absolutely putting an x through, through yeah. christmas so um, let's see. Uh, the oh, and then so she's then she monologues a bit. Well, she's writing well, she's an email. Writing, I know, but it's it, yes. And she, I thought while well, she, she's hanging ornaments, I wrote in, in, down in particular she hangs two ornaments. We see. Yeah, I wrote down mother ornament is a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. So she okay. She seems at least three, I believe. Then oh wow. Um, Oh, you didn't catch the mother one. Oh, William, yeah, I, I did. William I Joyce did. is uh, William Joyce is the author of Santa Calls on, oh, that, that's great. on that book train. That's cool. Okay, or, ornament number one: the birdie bird. The birdie bird. That's a nice one. That's an awesome ornament. It's a bird that says birdie on it. It's great. I love it. Okay, tree goes by. Second ornament is, waves. is is mentioned in the screenplay. Fox books things go by. We should do. We should try one of these episodes just narrating the whole five minutes. That's kind of what with fresh eyes was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Kathleen takes a ballet slipper ornament out. No ruby red slippers. Ruby, ah, she wants to go home. Wow. And not really about Christmas at all. She wants to take me home. We know that she has a whole Wizard of Oz display, and then then finally the mother right next to the slippers. It's a little much. It's a little much. That does not look like. That does not look like an era-appropriate photo of her mother. It looks like it was taken in the 90s. Yeah, no, I actually thought I, when I first... when I It seems like it's a friend of hers well, who's not really that sexy. No, the first go-round of this, I thought it was Miranda. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Come back to us, Miranda. That's really funny. That's extremely funny. It's like maybe if we hang this ornament, she'll come back. 
That's funny. Um, yeah. So, okay. Anyway, Mother Ornament's a bit much. Um, uh, my, my note uh, is, we, we hear when she's talking, she says that she was decorating my Christmas tree. And where is she? She is not at her place. She is, in fact, in the front of her her, her well, firm, but her we, we already know the lines between work and home are very blurry here. I mean, I mean it seems like she go the whole mile and just like, if her Christmas tree is at work, why does she have this apartment? It seems like a waste of energy sure. and time. She's sleep, just sleep. sleep in a cot on, in the uh, back office. Yeah. Yeah. Or just sleep in a pile of books. That'd be comfy. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I realized I did not, I did not crank up the, the round last time. Should I crank it up? Uh, or we'll, should I... we'll crank it up this time. Well, I'll crank it up. Okay. And then I'll actually keep it going, keep it going to hear the email sure. afterwards. And it, well, I got the hiccups. Oh, boy. This is going to be an adventure. Now I'm over. Over it. Okay. If you say so. She has a nice, uh, she has a nice uh, candy cane on her shelf uh, next to her okay. bedstand. The whole everything is nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, okay. And then, we, and then we get into the instant massages. What? Instant messages. Oh, okay. But, that's well. Let's talk about that scene yet. Uh, okay. But no, uh, I'm just saying that's going to be next. She she she's talking about. Uh, she's concerned that trees being cut down. Yeah. And she sees uh, two things. She watches kids walking by. She sees a Christmas tree mm-hmm. exit stage right, and then uh, returning from the same place is a bunch of bags of fox fox books. Yes. Very sad. For, which, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the implication there is Christmas tree was being ground up into pulp and made into, book, made into paper, made into books. Wow, tis the season. Yeah, um, that's that's the cycle. That's the cycle. Uh, speak, I mean, that's, speaking that's of the, the cycle, um, just a quick Hunter Renfro home run, now 3-2. to two. Okay, okay, okay. What day of the week is it? So, um... The the Mon- Monday, Tuesday. Oh, we got so much Godfather stuff to talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, anything else? So let's see. So not the, really. I'm just kind of stalling for time. Well, the, you know, that's why I ask. Yeah, yeah. And Looks like here, uh, Lynn Grossman's called Bolo Tie. That's pretty oh, cool. Very nice. Here we okay. Here go. is the round. Thank you. The violin singing with joy pouring. The violin. So they're singing violin together. Both in the violin part. The clarinet, the clarinet goes doodly, 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 This improving there. That's very, that's very good. I realize they're pros, but it's yeah. very good. It's very, very good. Why do we hear bells ringing? Uh, this is now in the. But where are the bells coming from? Um, probably a Salvation Army post outside of Fox Books, I assume. I don't think Fox Books would allow that. Um, maybe okay. it's the train. We hear Winchester t- chimes in the background. Is that something you hear in like downtown, Upper West Side? Absolutely. Like what? What what bell tower? Um, the uh, the bells of Saint Clement. Oh, Saint Mary's. Okay, well, okay. Let's listen to the email. Being ground up. 
<laughs> trees turn so into books. Let's turn to books. Oh. <laughs> they go the other way too. Yeah. That's really She's funny. She's confused. Like, what, how did that happen? <laughs> it's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees. She you know that Johnny Mitchell's That's right. I wish I had a river I could skate away on. Wow, that is actually what's happening. Song. Yeah. And not really about Christmas at all, but I was thinking about it tonight as I was decorating my Christmas tree, unwrapping funky ornaments made of popsicle sticks, and missing my mother so much I almost couldn't breathe. Missing Moran so much? Yeah. I always miss my mother at Christmas, but somehow it is worse this year since I need some advice from her. I need her to make me some cocoa and tell me that everything that's going badly in my life will sort itself out. What kind of advice do you need? Okay, let's go. That's email two advice. Okay, um, so so yeah, so the, we had some emails back and forth. Can you help? Yeah. Okay. So the first email. Any other details? She talks about Joni uh, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, River. I, I believe yeah. the song is River. I didn't really look it up. I believe she has a song River where that comes from off off the album Blue, if I remember right. So. Mm. Dabba dee, dabba die. Yeah, she. Uh, that's <laughs> she, she, the original version of the uh, I ninety seven song on this on the album, uh, the album Blue. <laughs> I would love if she did that so much. That'd be so good. Uh, this is earful of you've got mail here in KZSU Stanford. How you doing? Unless you listen on the podcast, and then it's not. Yeah. Uh, so she and she says that she misses her mother. Uh, by the way, there's some deleted sequences here from the script. I bet. Uh, so. She talks about uh, first. She, well, actually, it's completely different. She doesn't mention Joni Mitchell. Uh, she starts off mentioning that her mother died ten years ago. It's what I do. Mm. So get some details. Ten years ago, she died, uh, and then they each share stories of ice skating at the Rockefeller Center. Okay. Um, and the thing about this is, uh, and then they, uh, and then uh, Joe says he starts with an ice skating story. Uh, and then talks about uh, how he was ice skating accompanied by his nanny, not his mother. And then he learned his mother died, uh, you know, by his dad kind of gruffly telling him that he had a change of plans, picking him up, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, so they both bonded over that. Uh, and also, it, I, a little bit didactic, or I guess maybe too on the nose, they each explained through their stories their significant uh, character traits. Uh, Kathleen's. Well, he's, uh, I mean, we know his. He's a brilliant businessman. Yes, he's, he says that's when I learned to be a brilliant businessman. <laughs> uh, so Kathleen says, uh, maybe I'll just go here, Rockefeller. It's actually a flashback sequence. They go back to the exterior Rockefeller skating rink 72. She was knocked over by a six year old boy. And then she says, This was my first experience as a speechless person. So. Okay. A little on the nose. Like she talks bit. about this again. Yep. Uh, and then Joe goes down. He also mentions that he was he played a you know kind of a child role in the back of a Nutcracker performance, uh, and they show that. Uh, but then uh, he he says uh, there's a car accident, and I don't know where she was going or who she was with, and I assume that I that what I owe her is my tendency to cover up almost any emotion with a joke. A useful gift, unless you want to know what you're feeling. She was very beautiful. People toss that word around a lot, but my mother was. So I don't, I don't like when people say, "Here is what I am." Yeah. So I'm glad they cut those lines. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I don't think they're necessary. I think we can infer everything they're saying. There. I think the only thing that was good there was uh, Joe as a kid being accompanied by his nanny. That's kind of good. I would like that, but everything else was kind of, uh, I think, a good cut. Is it Nanny Marine? It was. She was very young then, yeah. but she was, she was uh, born into the role. <laughs> um, oh, uh, S. Joyce is in the room. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, that's basically all I got for that. But the, okay, so there is sub Zen um, 5, yes. 5A. 5A, which where is. They, I, you need advice? I got advice. I can give you advice. I'm great at advice. Yes. That's what he says. And so, Bailey uh, wants to help too. So let's talk about. So, so well, first of all, we have the. I had a gut feeling you would be online now. So he nah, met. You're he, getting ahead of yourself. Let's talk I'm about. Not, the, let's I talk about that scene. Bailey. I, Bailey. When does Bailey? I oh, Brinkley. Sorry, Brinkley. I. Oh. Brinkley jumps up on the computer. Oh yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brinkley is his dog. It is. Yes. He is. Um. So. It's interesting. So they haven't. They've not. Um. They've not instant messaged each other before. Well, I, usually you don't do that to the third day. I mean, they've been chatting with each other for a while. Yes. Um, and I guess there's not... It's like... Did, I guess this was before there were online statuses? It's very... very the, the technical nature of the instant message is baffling to me. I do not see the UI. I don't understand... <laughs> Because, uh, I mean, I was I was using AIM, you know, just a few years after this, but it was like a real piece of software that made sense at that point. Yeah. I mean, I was probably using it around this time. I mean, yeah, within... I was using it probably around this time, yeah. And, and, and yeah, it was it was not a bunch of independent windows with text bo- with large text boxes in them. And Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> describe what's going on here. She is writing an email in the AOL like window in the AOL window she's writing oh that was that uh, I pressed the print screen that <laughs> was very very scary it was yes <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to show how disconcerting this role could be I want to I want to uncap that because it's such an annoying button uh okay but she's looking at the screen and then suddenly instant message from, from NY152 152 pops up yeah but that's up. no but that okay so this actually you know what the Mac version of AOL was definitely jankier. Okay. This might be real, and this is just a real early version of their instant message UI. My business is in trouble. Um, huh. It's, yeah. So when he is, does he actually start it up? Do we see him pressing the, uh, he types in her name explicitly and then just starts an instant message, correct? What's your business? Uh, you see him like it has a screen with just a like well, arbitrary he, he would, text for username, and then you type an instant message. Okay. I mean, he would have needed impl- to type in yeah, shop girl. Which it's not like your contacts. Which is later instant messages. There's step one is you add them to contacts. Two, you you instant message them. Oh no, but I mean on, on AIM, as long as you knew someone's username, you could just instant message them. But I think you you, you didn't usually type it in. Oh yeah, to start totally. a message. Oh yeah, you totally, totally could. Gone. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. at the time the, I this used the good it, old days. I remember you had like kind of your your contact list, and then that was kind of the launching pad for doing its messaging. No. Oh, I mean, wow. sure. I mean, no. Of course. I mean, that's where you get to eventually. But like, you could also just say like send message, and then type in anyone's username you want. So interesting. Yeah. So he could have started there. Okay. Um, okay. Meta meta uh, thing going on here. Yeah. So last sequence, we were talking about how they had emails going back and forth. 
And when they were doing emails back and forth, the movie made it look continuous by keeping them in the same spot in similar positions. Yeah, now they're now we're all over the place. Yeah, she starts at her desk. Then yep. we see him in his office. Then we see her on her bed. Then we see him on his bed. So and, it's, and we see them from all angles. We get a shot of him from like above and to the right. That's like weirdly at oh, angle on his face. You know, yeah, it, it is once. Okay, there's a, don, a discontinuity they introduce in like you know time and space. Maybe it's trying to make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, and then second is yeah, it's some kind of weird trick angles. That, yeah, like you get the angle like right above his forehead at a cant, which reminds me of nothing else so much as late 90s like uh, commercials. Like mm. when you have like extreme shots. You probably, sure. I mean, I. They, Sega CD. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Surge. <laughs> uh, like, I, I. You don't see like a fisheye, but I would not like it's It's 90% of like doing it at a fisheye right next to his head. It's like, what's he thinking? I mean, There's yeah, an extreme they, moment. they should have gone black and white. <laughs> yes, that would be so good. I like that. Um, um, all right, and then we get to the text of the instant messages. I, I have, I have one more. I have like one more note about the sure. construction. I can talk about it later, or we can talk about it. You now. should talk about it right now. Okay, so uh, in the script, she says possible split screen when there when there isn't messaging. Oh. So, uh, of course, she did not do split screens. It's just no, uh, and know. that was a good call. I don't know about that. I, I mean, think it would have been hokey. Well, it, it's almost a reference uh, to if you think about split screens in movies, uh, famously used in the Rock Hudson, Doris Day romantic comedies, late fifties, early sixties, hmm. like when on the phone. The, oh. Those movies, uh, at least like I don't know how many sequences, but there's at least one or two famous sequences in which they're in split screen on the phone, and it's, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. So I think that would have been kind of a reference, but it would have been very showy. Yeah. So you know, she decided against it. I think it could have worked. Yeah. Um, I think it also would have broken up the flow a little bit. Yeah. Also, it's also one more interesting point is when they're reading their emails, you rarely see the text, or it's not the point. Uh, so you hear the voiceover. The voiceover is basically carrying the information. When the instant message happens, you see the short instant message on the screen, and then you see her read it. And you know, uh, but then you also hear Joe Fox's voice. So you get. A oh yeah, they do this cool thing where you actually get the soft voice of them saying it real time yes right yes. you know and they're kind of like mumbling it and it's mostly incoherent but you can kind of make out the words and they actually overdub them clearly narrating it on top of that it's a really interesting effect here, you can hear it here i had a gut feeling you would be online now yeah hi wait for it i can give you advice i'm great at advice that's overdub uh-oh she didn't write uh oh. If only you could help. Overdub. Ooh. Ooh. Is it about love? Please say no. Overdub then speaking. No. How cute is that? My Talking business is in loud. trouble. Then overdub. Huh. Well. <laughs> Talking. I'm a brilliant businessman. Overdub. It's what I do best. What's your business? 
No. Talking? No specifics. Overdone. Remember? Okay. <clears throat> well, minus specifics, it's hard to help. Except to say, go to the mattresses. Talking. Except to say, go to the mattress. What? And that's both at the same time. It's very cool. It's so good. It's from The Godfather. It means you have to go to war. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is it with men? What is it with men in The Godfather? It's <laughs> very good. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, come on. Hello. Hello. Well, I see. That's that's yeah. I get your hellos. I get your hellos as well. The Godfather is the I Ching. Let's get back to this when he gets. Yeah. So no, the yeah the the ADR plus real time over each other, culminating in several points where both are actually dubbed in sync with each other. I will. Yeah, I will say this: the movie at the time it has to it is discovering a new language for doing basically texts and quick instant time uh, talking because outside telegrams or like i mean nothing has nothing has existed like this before right and i mean yeah, yeah, you could kind of do letter writing like this kind of but like the instant communication right you but could it, but it would like the the fact is rapid fire it is it's taking you out of the real world if yes. you're cutting back and forth so they did that with the emails very quickly but this is a new thing i mean i imagine it's not a first first but it had to find out a language for doing it. And they tried something very ambitious, and it really works. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's not, they did not play this straight at all. I mean, it, you know, it's a really interesting, uh, nuanced approach to communicating it, and, and it actually works really well. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, it's, I, mean, I would say, compare this to, I think there's been new styles of uh, doing. Uh, doing like texting in like soap operas, which is much less ambitious. Where it just shows up on screen. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's the standard thing. You see people looking around, they look at their phone, and then you see text bubbles pop up on screen. Yeah, and that's fair. Like I get that. That's fair, but it's like it's you know not it's it. You know, it's not. It's not as. It's uh, very functional. Yes. Yeah. No. This is really um uh kind of. Dysfunctional. Dysfunctional, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's really, like, kind of subtly layered in a, in a really nice way. Um, okay, so then we get the Godfather, just Godfather-a-rama here. Well, okay, um, so they're starting off, and he's saying, I can give advice. Whoa, he's repeating whoa. it. Big, I, I, big, big bumping over there. Big bumping, yeah. A big bumping bunny. Uh, yeah, so they uh, he, he has said in the email, I can give advice, and she doesn't respond, and then he basically just uh, pops in the text and says, I can give advice. I'm a brilliant businessman. That's what I Yes. Do. <laughs> okay, question one. Yeah. Uh, why is he home alone right now? Does he, like, not go to work on certain days? Probably. Or, I mean, maybe um, maybe Patricia's up and doing stuff on the weekend, and he's just hanging out in the It could be the way. She would work seven days a week. And he would work three. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's believable. So uh, Also, it's the holidays. So he could be taking Thanksgiving week off. Yeah, and Patricia works on Thanksgiving Day. Well, I mean, big book day. It's a huge book day. That's when big. all the books are sold. Yeah. <laughs> you the book auction. They you call know? they don't call it Black Friday for nothing. Oh hell no. Um, okay, okay. Quit, so uh, yeah. he believes at one he's good at advice, and two he's good at. Can I help? He's good at uh, business. Godfather. Oh yeah. He's so uh, should we get into the Godfather? 
What's, well, the first question is, is he good at business? Oh, um, he thinks he's good at business. I wish you could help. Yeah. So he's trying to he's trying to fill in the role of of her of her mother. I, had a good I mean, he's better. Business, he's advice. better at business than she is. Yeah. Well, here's a question. Why? Um. Because he has managed to uh, at least maintain uh, a business, if not expand it. Um, and she has. <laughs> Does not. he or is Nelson doing that? Is it about uh, love? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I think I think he is most clearly a kind of incompetent <laughs> uh, family member who is has a very uh, I think high high esteem well, for his business ability. Sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's really that good. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, but it's I guess, I mean, best. but I also don't see, like... What's your business? Th this feels like... Well, maybe this is the whole go-to-the-mattresses thing. But, no like, specific. you know, it feels like, yeah. Kathleen, this is the point where okay. she should probably be making some changes to account for well, the new reality that she's operating in, right? Something. The, well, she should okay. be discounting it's books. She should be doing, like, taking making different... You know, it, uh, she should be trying to expand her value in different ways, like through events or stuff like that. Um, she should be trying to diversify, like into specific, you know, I, I don't know, like there's, there's other the stuff that Fox books can't offer, et cetera. She I mean, should maybe be thinking about cutting down on staff. You know, there's a lot she should be doing here, and she's not really doing anything. Yeah, so I think there's like three schools of thought of like, what is the role of being a good businessman? Hello. Uh, which, look, we'll, we'll, we'll well, play this. Uh, this is the Godfather well, part. Uh, what can I? Michael, come on. Brando, Brando. The Godfather is really the good. I Ching. The Godfather is the sum of all wisdom. The Godfather is the answer to any question. What should I pack for my summer vacation? Leave the gun, take the canola. What day of the week is it? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. Extreme close-up. The answer to your question is go to the mattresses. Go to the mattresses. You're at war. And again, extremely good overlapping uh, voice, you know, voice work. So good. It's extremely well done. Okay, so uh, to, to finish up the thought there, there. Okay, you could say the boring way. What is a good businessman or good business, you know, firm runner? Uh, you know, um, that's gender neutral. I'd say like it's a person who yeah, can kind of good business firm runner is the <laughs> yeah. That's 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 the UN specified gender neutral uh, term. A business firm rummer rummer. A bit a bit a, a bi business fur rubber. A business fur runner. A business fur rummer. Fur rummer. Uh, a business fur rummer. A business fur rummer is uh is someone who can get more in revenues than they spend on expenses. Sure, that's and key. Actually, and end up with a profit. Oh no, we've left the room. Um, uh, which ideally they would, uh, you know, roll back into the company to grow it. Because I think, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it's not, I mean, there's, I think, sure, that's the pure business aspect of it. I which think I, think, other... I think business, like a real business running implies some level of growth. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd say if you're not growing, that's, I mean, that's standard. If you're not growing, yeah, you're dying. Year over year, if you're making a profit, I think that's also just fine business. For, I don't think I you mean, necessarily. You have to put money in to keep up with depreciation at the very least. Sure. But I think you yeah. should be looking at. You know, maybe like a healthy growth. You should be kind of building up your fixed capital. Be kind of, you know, your business should be improving year after year. That's, you know, that's yeah. good business work. Yeah. Well, and then there's also, you know, there's all the other stuff. You know, you're treating your employees well, uh, are, you know, is like. Well, and there's like business ethics. And I think the kind of standard is and be, you know, be at least okay on business ethics as well. Sure. 
Uh, the Kathleen model is who cares about growth? Uh, what matters is continuity, tradition, uh, you know, community, and uh, extremely high uh, place for business ethics. Well, which which I think, and here's where the disconnect is. And in history, here's where the disconnect is. She she does take that position, but she actually takes that position as, and that is why we will win. Well, yes, she 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 believes in narratives. She believes she has the strongest narrative, which is why she will prevail because that's what happens in stories. Ah, yes. Uh, so in, okay, so in comparison, Joe Fox has neither of those out, outlooks. He he does not say, okay, let's let's look at your books. Let's try to get expenses down. Let's try to get. <laughs> he says, go to the mattress. What is businesses? Business is about annihilation. <laughs> It is about, at all times, be on the offensive and destroy others. Yes. Uh, which is, I mean, I would say this, I mean, I, I talked about this before on the air, but that is, on the most recent screening of The Godfather, that is actually probably the most interesting thing, which is whether or not it's really compelled, every one of the families is constantly being aggressive for really no reason except for that they're all being aggressive. So you have to be defensively aggressive just to, to stay in place. Sure. So everyone in the movie is constantly just assassinating each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's nothing personal. You know, it's business. And business means, you know, assassinating. We got to we, we gotta knock each other off, like, yeah. just all the time because that's how you have to stay afloat in business. And that's not great business ethics. Uh, but, the, the, the you know, The Godfather is kind of proffers, like, well, business ethics is fake. Real business ethics is there is no ethics. There's only winning and losing. Sure. Yeah. And that's what Joe Fox believes, which is we saw earlier in the movie. They took absolute glee in taking down the bookstores. Yeah. They are not only. Like, they're not in the. They're not in the book business. They are not. Yeah. They're in the book assassination business. <laughs> uh, like they do not. They're not dangerous because they're big they're not like we're so big that we just work a giant stomping on other stores and ruining them they actively are in the they're in the malevolent field of destroying them yes exactly <laughs> the malevolence is the point um yeah and i think um so uh what was i gonna say um uh, dodger is doing some stuff oh yeah they are um the um uh so Neither of them really have a practical. Well, so what I would love to see here, just because I would love to analyze this level of detail, is a is a Coglin level. You know, <laughs> that's another business school altogether. <laughs> is, I, I, let's let's. It's always good continuity. Let's the Coglin school, the Flanagan school, and then the Rubber Duck school. Let's okay, those two. all right. Coglin school of business is um, is bet the farm. You know, well, basic- I think more than that, it is about psychological supremacy. Sure. You have to be the most wise person. And if you are wise, if you understand people, if you understand trends, you'll come out ahead, not really through active work as much as there's, there's back-level there's back level dealings, finance details, but just kind of the wise guy will always float to the top. Yes, yes. Um, the, the Yeah, the hustler. Well, no, no, no. There's, there's, there's hustlers, and there's workers. 
Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked the right one. Yeah, Hustler sounds like it works works really hard, though, but you're right. <laughs> I, I, nope. stand, I stand corrected. Other way around. Yeah. You can go back and listen to the Haywood Gould interview. I, mean, I, was thinking like... Char- I was thinking of Charlie Hustle, because Charlie Hustle, he ran to first. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. Um, so... And then there's the Flanagan and Uncle Pat school. Right. The which, Flanagan which merge. Yeah. So the Flanagan school is uh, you you work hard and you 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 basically demonstrate a level of uh, will for success. If you basically if, if you're meant if you believe it if you internalize it and and you have the positive attitude around it, success will come. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's very similar to Kathleen Kelly's. He visions his future. He has a narrative, and he know he will succeed succeed because of it. Would so, they be good together? They'd be the perfect couple. Ah, oh, yeah. Is it, I mean they do they they <laughs> appear alongside each other, although not as uh, not not as uh, you know a couple. Yeah, well, just just that's imagine their energy together, Brian yeah. Flanagan and Kathleen Kelly. That'd be something. She's be much something. taller than he is. That'd be something. Uh, okay, then the Uncle Pat school is just kind of, it's, you know. It's screw everybody else over. It's basically the Godfather school, but lower stakes. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then finally, I'd say a different school is the Rubber Duck school. Uh, which to me is very similar to anarcho-capitalism. He believes he's an independent node operating and working. He's an independent contractor, just trucking around. Nothing matters but him. As long as he is kind of hardened and just operates, he will come out ahead. And in the movie, he learns, no, you actually have to work with others, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Uh, but, you know, he at least when he starts, his his school is just like, you are the only person in the world. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we can see the modem cable in this shot. Um, oh, wow, that's huge. Yep. Um, or maybe the power cable. It's hard to tell, but... We definitely see a cable coming down the back of that desk, which is kind of nice. Huge. Um, so, um, and then the we Godfather. see oh, sorry. Okay. in the um, in the fox bedroom, the fox box. Next time we see the fox bed, the fox home box. Look for double phones. Oh, huge! Yeah, there's a phone on each nightstand, <laughs> which is which implies... <laughs> implies in the morning Patricia and Joe are each on the phone doing yep. a business call. Yep. Oh, they should have filmed that. <laughs> That'd be such a great scene. It would be very good. Just them like talking over each other. And, yeah. Yeah, they're talking. To, it would be a scene where they talk to each other while juggling two phone calls yes. each. That would be a lot of fun. I think. Be... I think maybe it's obvious, but I think it would still be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Godfather. The God. The Godfather. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. So we got a lot of quotes here. So go to go to the mattresses. That w- that was a quote. Go to the mattresses. Was that a direct quote? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I, re- I I know the scene where they go to the mattresses. I just didn't know if they actually they so it's it's uh, actually it famously the in the movie uh, they talk about the mattress sequence. Sure. So this is the part of the movie in which after Michael kills uh, McCluskey and uh, the Turk, he flees, and then after he flees, you see uh, kind of a you know some live action, some montages, some spinning newspapers. Uh, and then some photographs. A lot of these are actually real photographs reconfigured uh, to show the gang war that goes on. Sure. And this is the mattress sequence. Of, uh, interestingly, it was not filmed by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. It was. Uh, it was. It was put together and filmed by 
Sophia Coppola. George Lucas. Oh. Well. So there you go. Eh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so they, uh, yeah, there was a turf war, and that's, you know, that kind of goes on. But, yeah, the mattresses. So, I mean, the principle of go to the mattresses is y- your whole gang now needs to go hole up in a secure location where everyone's going to sleep on mattresses. Um, as opposed be- to their home where they don't have mattresses. As opposed to their home, yeah. Um, where, you know, they sleep on bare mattresses because you're going to go to this, this secure remote location that you can kind of hole up in and defend. Uh, and also, you know, theoretically, yeah, where no, no bed sheets. If you have bed sheets, then the bed bugs won't bite you, and then you won't be on your toes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. So that's that one. Then yeah, we so that's have a big line in the movie, the mattresses. But okay. So her line is, "What is with men and what is with men and the Godfather?" Hello. And he says, "Oh, come on. Hello. <laughs> well, well." And then he explains what it is between men and the Godfather. Yes. And what is what is it between Men and the Godfather? What is his answer? Uh, he just goes into it. He doesn't. He, well, he oh, says, it, well, it's the everything. It's the the what is it he calls the it? I the I Ching. The I Ching. It, it's 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 in that sense. I don't it's, know it's kind of a, It's an oracle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's something you can have. You can answer any question. His examples are, don't seem very serious. I think they're pretty good. So what 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 should I pack for my summer vacation? Leave the gun. Pack the cannoli. Uh, take the cannoli. Take but, but also then you pack it but uh, yeah yeah and and which is good advice you do not want to uh take a gun in an airplane yeah uh you know what day of the week is it monday tuesday thursday wednesday so is that a direct quote yeah actually i i had to refresh myself uh that is his uh italian wife uh who is learning english in sicily oh and then and then uh he says like oh how's your english coming he's like i know i know english monday tuesday thursday wednesday yes that's right that's right okay yeah so yeah i mean these are good i think what you know i mean that's not a helpful answer no but that's the whole point He's, he's just dropping kind of uh lines yeah which is like to me, he's, like which is it's it's a sign of it's it's being glib instead yes. of being actually. Well, a, the thing is, I mean, he's making jokes that for someone who has seen The Godfather would probably land pretty well. <laughs> not a great pitch for someone who hasn't seen The Godfather. Nope, not although, really. Very... Although I will say, the movie, as I talked about before, got me to see The Godfather. It's like, okay, well, you know, this is something all men have to get really into. And, yeah, and write he, a passage. And he, and he was right. Joe Fox. Joe Fox was right. He made me a man. Nice. Um, um, and then, yeah, and then he explains the business ideology, which is really the most coherent thing here. Yeah. Um, so. Um, uh, and I wrote down my final note of the app. I wrote down good long form instant messaging. The likes great. of which we, we don't see anymore, really. Good long form instant messaging made possible by large text boxes. Yeah, yeah the UI is really awkward. Wait, well, wait, I, I mean, so here's my thought, right? Is like. Should we have larger text boxes today? Like, are our small text boxes constraining our ability to communicate? Like, if we just had larger text boxes, might we write more meaningful messages? Why don't I, I think all we need are power gloves, like, kind of like what court stenographers have, where, like, you put them on your gloves and you can, like, type, uh, like, 200 words a minute because, like, they just, you kind of, like, move your hands quickly. I mean, t- typing speed is not the constraining factor. You I can, can like, type pretty quickly on either a mobile device or a computer keyboard. Mobile device, but, I only I only type on a mobile device on an iPad I have now, and it's 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 bad. It's awful. I hate it. That's why you need autocorrect because it's not good. 
Sure. Yeah, that's why that is why autocorrect exists. Yeah. It's like um, what a good what a good keyboard. No, I'm just saying in general, I don't think that's the constraint. I think the constraint is tiny text box. We have large text boxes. I think we'd uh, communicate better, get along better. Well, I mean, be the, like on the mobile, again. the text box is not so important. It is the you know the keyboard. No, I think which it is, should be a ma- I think the text box should be large on everywhere. I think they should bring this Sony Glasstron and you put them over your, over your yeah, eyeballs. Exactly. Uh, so uh, one thought, like, okay, so the most generous way to take both of his examples, uh, t- leave the gun, take the cannoli, why, like, what is the real meaning of that? Okay. Uh, it's, um... I mean, the I mean, I have an answer for that. But okay. Go, I mean, go ahead if you have something to say. Not but. really. I mean, I guess, like... Leave the the work, leave your work at home. Take the take your not take your, you know. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You have to make sure that you keep your home life stable by taking the you know items of joy, but don't you know don't don't ruin your your nice pastries by you know your your dumb workplace stuff. So yeah, that's I mean, yeah, that's good advice for going to going on vacation. You sure. Know? Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't bring the gun with you, but bring pastries. Oh, I think I'm going to use that next time I go on vacation. Yeah, bring tons of cannolis. Yeah. Uh, and then in the, fu- in the you know day of the week, I don't. Is there any generous way to read that? Um, no, that's just a joke. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, which he, he is very capable of making. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about this scene? I have one more thought. I have no more thoughts. I'm at the end of my notes. Okay, uh, one more thought is I'd say we are seeing an evolution in the way they are communicating through email. Uh, in earlier in the movie, we only see them talk to each other, while effectively just talking to themselves. It's a very solipsistic way of talking. Yeah, and now they are now they're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Well, yeah, I mean, like they were kind of they're going back and forth earlier, but they're going back and forth like, okay, I got a bit. It's like, okay, I got a good bit. I have an observation. It's like, well, I have an observation. <laughs> I have an observation. Like just bad stand up. Yeah, they're now like actually communicating with each other. Well, she sh- like she says, I need advice, mm. and then he says, I need advice. Mm-hmm. You know, so they are actually at the at one point they're I'd say you know they're moving from a solipsism to another stage of communication. Mm. Which is other people exist and they can you can help each other. Mm. So of course I'm referring to kind of Keegan's stages of developmental. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, so figured, they're moving yeah. from stage two to stage three, which is a recognition other people exist and they can you know, uh, you know, and you, and you can you can help them. You can kind of you know help each other in different ways. And then finally we even see a, an evolution to stage four, uh, which is the recognition of ideology, uh, as opposed to just saying like we are both people, we are the same. Uh, we are saying like we actually there are structures and ways of living. Let's describe it. And Joe is describing his ideology, which is Godfather ideology. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 becoming rapidly more sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's what I got here. Very nice. All right. Um, is that so? Shall we talk, Jacobon? Jacobon. Yeah. Jacobon. Let's, let's talk Jacobon. Okay. Uh, as we said before, I uh, learned about this today. Uh, well, I, I I reminded you yesterday. No, no, no. I mean, you sent me the article a while ago. I just today I I just I finally looked into this. There's an article. It's on a website I didn't know about before, but now I know about. It was uh, released uh, October 21, 2020. Recent. Very Megan recent. Day, uh, the romance of Amer- American Clintonism. Clintonism. 
A romance of Amer- American Clintonism. Wasn't, wait, wasn't there an Ur in there somewhere? There was an Ur in yeah, there somewhere. Maybe in the tweet there was. But... There was an Ur, Ur Clinton. Yeah. Something like uh, that. Subtitle, the politically complacent 90s produced a surprisingly large number of mainstream American rom-coms about fighting the man. You've got mail gave us a new fantasy, fully neoliberalized. What if the man <laughs> is Mr. Right? So here's the deal. So okay, I know you. I know you've got your take, but here's the deal. Okay, let's hear your take first. Okay, really well written, nice, um, some good, well written phrases. I would say, in in particular, I think uh, one phrase I thought that Megan Day she uh, really nailed uh, her description of the aesthetics of the movie. Uh, she says it is the colors of putty, mocha, moss, yeah. and merlot. That's <laughs> yes. very well, very well Super written. Super good. Yes, yeah. that was excellent. Um, I think at, at a at a meta level, or I, I it, well, I I guess I like actually agree with a lot of the a, a lot of. Do, do you want the do you want background what Junkaball is? No, but maybe in a bit. Yeah, and okay. then I'm, you're also going to need to explain this three-letter acronym that I have Which since doesn't, forgotten. doesn't show up in the article, I don't think. Okay. Uh, so it, it's more like um, – like I was kind of reading it, and I was like, yeah. Like, no, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, this is all – I mean, it basically, like the things that the article was pointing out as like these are all the reasons this was this was like bad. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like it. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, okay, yeah. It begs the question: What is good and bad? Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe should we should explain the basic premise of the article first? Sure. Yeah. So the basic premise of the article. Okay. So the base, the premise of the magazine Jacobin is kind of the current pop, like socialist, uh, you know, uh, magazine. So it is a print ah, magazine. the um, the uh, the the red uh, the red menace. Yeah, so Jacobin, Come alive. Jacobin is usually described uh, to talk about uh, kind of the radicals, the uh, not the radical, like the sans culotte was the radical radicals during the French Revolution, mm. uh, but the Jacobins were uh, radicals during that time, but then also their logo is the, the black Jacobins of Haiti, uh, who did the revolution there in mm. the slave revolt. Uh, but I mean, I think most people say it's you know probably implies the the French Revolution. Well, yeah, Jacobin. Jacobin. Well, Haiti also you know also French French speaking. Yes, yeah. exactly. Not, I mean, sure. uh, okay, so the article is saying that the film is it talks about stuff that's happening later in the film that we're talking about. So I don't know if we should get into it, but it is saying two two major uh, conclusions: is the movie is defeatist. Uh, it is saying give up, big business will win, and that's fine. And she is like, she is saying the movie is uh, the, the the movie is bad because it is saying don't fight, just give up. Yeah, yeah. Which we don't at this point in the movie we don't, we don't no, see any of that. So, still, so well, she's not. Yeah, I mean, right. And she hasn't. She's not really fighting anyway. I mean, she's getting now getting advice to go fight. But like thus far, she has not really put up a fight. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's just, I mean, they kind of, she doesn't know what the steady state world they live in. She does talk about, like, she compares it to other Gen X movies, such as Reality Bites, uh, such as uh, Empire Records, and weirdly Titanic, which I would not normally call a Gen X movie. Yeah, it's, you know, she's reaching a little bit here. Yeah, but I'd say Uh she is mentioning some very Gen X you know, the other two are very ex- Gen X movies, and sure. Jerry Maguire as well. Yeah. Uh, of kind of saying it's like, okay, you know, give up the rat race, have the simple life. It is the idealism of the slacker. 
and Kathleen Kelly is not really a slacker slacker. She is kind of a small business slacker. Well, and she's she's never been in the rat race. It's not like she's, you know, uh, it's not like she's learning, you know, she was trying for it and then was like, you know, or, or, or was trying to fight it or, I mean, she's not really doing any of these things. She's just kind of existing, you know? Yeah, I mean, she's she's doing. I mean, she cares about. She's keeping on the family tradition, um, you know. So it's uh, and she says too, like it's the movie represents Clinton. I always say Clintonianism, which I'm going to continue to say because it's a much better word than Clintonism. Clintonianism, sure. um, which is uh, you know more or less kind of an apolitical idea that you know it's the end of history, and at the end of history, you know, kind of things just it's move. It's the apocalypse. On. Well, it, it, there, there is kind of, and the way it could be described negatively is like, everything has ended, now just let everything kind of fade into its natural position, and we'll go on, and like kind of, and the implication Oh, the, the here, like Star Trek uh, future, futurism. Yeah, and kind of the implication is big business is good, because it is more efficient, just let it win, you know, it's fine. So neoliberalism might be like, okay, you know, kind of let more efficient stuff win blah 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 you know so it's just i mean in the in the conclusion here it's like focus on your individual life let fox books win because you know that's kind of that's you know that's the natural way we're all progressing sure uh and she says like she is complaining that there is no you know explicit uh ideology people are putting forward uh she, one one example here this is something we've not talked about she says that no one is offended that Birdie dated Francisco Franco, the fascist. Uh, is he, yeah, so I don't... Wait, has that scene happened? No, that's coming Okay, out. yeah, yeah, that's... So yeah. let's not talk too much let's about that. Let's not talk about that, yeah. She doesn't mention the Rosenbergs, which I would have liked her to, but yeah. she doesn't. Uh, but she also mentioned... Like, the implication here is saying that nobody is talking about capitalism versus socialism. Nobody is talking about, what if instead of third way, we have socialism? Nobody, like, the Cold War is they scrubbed all over traces of socialism. So the implication here is uh, nobody in the movie is kind of saying, well, can't we fix these problems with socialism? And uh, the answer to it is someone is, and that's Frank. Yes. In the, in the And mo- uh, to a degree, George? <laughs> no, George is just a, he's a real slacker. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, so she is, she is saying that, you know, uh, uh, you know, Frank is harmless but a bit cloying, a bit self-righteous, a little phony. Aren't all lefties? We're relieved when she's, you know, because she's saying, like, the mistake you see in which the movie is you side with Kathleen instead of Frank, uh-huh. when really, uh, if it's kind of the ideal movie, Kathleen would not be the hero. Frank would be the hero. Because Frank is the person who, you know, he might be a little annoying, but he has the right idea about the big ideas about how socialism should prevail. Uh, and it's very funny because Megan Day, the author here, is probably the most Frank-like person in the media <laughs> sphere. She's like, like, it's like, just like, like I would describe Frank as he's a big idea guy. He's kind of dumb, very superficial, and a, kind of just annoying and repetitive. And this is like to a T how Megan Day writes. So it's very funny. It's just like, in a better world, we'd all be a little more socially engaged, like Frank. <laughs> so... That's that's kind of my that's kind of my main take out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so second, second and thing. we've got a three-run home run right there. Brandon Lowe just puts Hell the Rays yeah. in the lead. Brandon, he's been in a funk, but now he's he's uh, had a couple good days. Hell yes. Yep. 
That's Dave Roberts shaking his head. Can't believe it. Dodgers yeah. gonna lose. I think it's a sign. I'm making good points. If I'm if I'm creating the Rays, I know. good mojo. Yeah, you are. Uh, other point that she does not talk about is kind of the small business world. Like I think there's something both in the original uh, Ernst Lubitsch, uh, the shop around the corner, as well as Kathleen's store. There's something really gross about the fact that everybody finds their purpose of meaning and their self-identification as part of this small shop. And I find that to be kind of one of the grosser things in the movie. Both really? of them. Yeah, like, I, I I, do not want to be, like, living in my workplace. Hmm. And, like, I, I would well, say that's uh, kind of one of the gross parts of the, of the movie. It's a, I mean, I, I agree in, in, a, in a sense of, like, your workplace is a large corporation or something like that. But, like, I mean, this is... It's a pretty pleasant establishment that's... But I think the problem is it goes out of business. So you don't well, want to mix sure. your work and your pleasure. Well, I mean, so you could... I don't know. You, you could you could move out of your house. You know, I mean, it's not... It's like, you know, nothing is permanent. Unless, you know... Yeah. <laughs> unless unless, you, uh, unless you're tax, in a tax-subsidized situation. Um, yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't think... I don't think that cuts against it. They have a pleasant workplace. They enjoy each other's company. Um, they're in the book business. I don't think there's anything wrong about actually having that be kind of the center of your of your life. That's kind of a nice thing. I just think I think it it kind of the active antagonism and kind of I think detachment of business. I think she. Kathleen is deflated because when her business fails, she feels that she is ruined as a person. I think that's unfortunate. I mean, I think again, I, it's I would. It's not a. It's not her business. I mean, it's her. It's her family. I mean, you know, this is. But like, she's running it as a business, which means that when the well, profits no, go she's, down, she's, she's, she's clearly she's, not running it as a business. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I mean, she's make. She's. I mean. Uh, She's not running as explicitly as a nonprofit, I, which might be part okay. of the issue. I, here's, I'll say this right now. Go ahead. Okay. I would live in the shop around the corner. Yeah. I, the, I, think, I mean, here's the thing. Like, KZSU is not a business, and I think it's good. There you go. It is a place like it, but it is actually run in a way that it does not need to make money, and I think that's very nice. Yeah. I think my goal, like, I think my personal vision, I want a world in which we have efficient firms and we have places outside the world of commerce where people can find, uh, you know, oases of, of, of places to connect. Kind of yeah. And I think sometimes they overlap, but I think a lot of the times they need to be separate. Yeah. That's that's one thing I believe. Uh, one final thought. She says, rebellion, this is from the article, Megan Day says, rebellion takes two general forms, personal romantic bravery in the principal defense of small business. This represents the leftish politics of the period, focused on individual authenticity as well as not being corrupted by greedy big business. Mm. So in this sense, she's kind of saying that the movie is mistaken to say small business is good, big business is bad, as opposed to saying all business is bad, only uh, socialism is good. Uh, as you know, and, and leave it up. Yeah, to how dare it? How dare it? Yeah. So that's that's. And you should. Uh, I mean, I think Nor Efron should have asked Megan Day at the time uh, yeah. to help uh, give a final final pass on on the screenplay. Okay, uh, so we're now. Long story short, we're now feuding with Megan. Yeah. Day. So is that official official here? feud with Megan Day. The feud is that she not consult us mm-hmm. uh, before writing it, uh, and I think that was a mistake. So I think she should should. Uh, acknowledge us and say that we have made i think a stronger conclusion is yeah. that asking too much or just acknowledging no, uh, us? i think she uh no no it's got to be more than acknowledging us i think she acknowledges us and 
Okay. She acknowledges us and says we make some good points. Yes. Says okay. we make some good points. Says yeah. Says we make some good points. Then then feud over. Uh, yes. And that you, has been. Do you want the PMC clarification? Oh yeah. What's a PMC? A professional uh, a, pro- mar- a professional managerial class. Uh, kind of, it has to do with kind of like class and out. Like, are you a worker? Are you a manager? In, are you a hustler? Uh, are you a hustler? Uh, Barbara Ehrenreich, who you may remember, she wrote the book Hearts of Men, which I spoke about during the uh, during cocktail. Uh-huh. Uh About masculinity, uh, you know, in workplaces wow. and so on. Sure. Uh, but she, in the '70s, developed to say the fact that there's kind of different rifts within different kinds of workers. Some are, you know, kind of uh, labor-intensive workers. Some are uh, you know, professionals. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's, there are real rifts between those two and kind of, you know, PMC is a way of describing it. It came up a lot in last election, kind of saying that uh, Bernie was the candidate of the real workers and Elizabeth Warren was the PMC candidate. So when you see people talking about it, it's usually pretty dumb. It's not, it's not the best discourse, but there you go. That's the answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like, um, I mean, really, anyone describing anyone else as a three-letter acronym is almost certainly going to be dumb. <laughs> I, that's that's probably a good heuristic. Uh, but there you go. That that has been uh, that has been our feud. Okay, very good. All right, that has been our feud. Drink, right. the, drink the up, baby. Drink of the app. Let's just yeah, let's keep this going for drink of the app. Um. I'd say so, there's, there's some drinks in their hands options. at the party. In the um, party, there's drinks in their hands. I say especially, this is one of my two option, like drink options. I like on how top, Frank is eating while while singing, by oh, the way. It's very we, we good. We talk funny. about that. <laughs> on top of the piano, uh, Birdie, I believe, has an orange sort of wine thing. Oh, orange wine. Orange wine, that is a thing. Yeah, look, look, you see it right now? Uh, yeah, the- uh, well, I mean, that's that's probably dessert wine, uh, uh, or like... Um, it's 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 somewhat interesting. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's a, a dessert wine, or I mean, maybe like a cognac or something. But my my bet is I on doubt it. I is doubt on it. like a sauterne, um, classic Thanksgiving after dinner, you know, uh, party thing. So it's one other option would be the brandy that Nelson has, but I would say that's kind of a peripheral part of these five minutes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, any other options? Those are only two I really. Uh, there is a coffee cup. I think I too much coffee, babe. Uh, in the. I think in one of the in one of the uh, IM scenes or, or or email scenes, there's a mug next to Joe on his nightstand, but we don't. I think it might be empty. For there's always a mug next to Joe on his nightstand and a phone. Um, yeah, it's in, in Tom Hanks' contract. I thought there was some active coffee at some point there, but <laughs> active coffee. <I'm> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I would say I would lean strongly towards the Saturn. Yeah, Sauterne. Yeah, I mean, we might... I mean, I get... Can you give me a spelling on that, Sauterne? S-A-U-T-E-R-N-E. Okay. I'll, ty- I'll type it into, um, into <laughs> Wire, Wire Club. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably... It, yeah, Sauterne... Or actually, sorry, no, there's an S on the end. Sauternes. Sauternes. It's a region in France. Um, I mean, that's also nice. It continues the, the France uh, theme, so... I think it's 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 visually interesting and it's unique compared to other stuff. Yeah. So I, I, okay. I, so we just go and call that a sauterne. I would say probable sauterne. Probable sauterne. A probable. Uh... Uh, 
probable right. dessert, Sauterne? Uh, no, I mean, Sauterne is a dessert wine, okay, so you don't have to... Okay. I mean, you could say dessert wine if you want to be more generic. I'll put in parentheses afterwards, dessert wine. I would not do that. Uh, then I'll cross it out. So I'll Great. write it and strike it per out. Perfect. Okay. Um... Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, should we do a little um, hack of the app? Yes. Okay, so let's come up with a hack. Um, uh, the text boxes are too big. Text boxes are, are too small, I say. Uh, <laughs> no, well, the, the size is not optimal. Let's agree on that. <laughs> uh, text box size not optimal, sure. Um, doesn't know that she's online. That's the thing. Has uh. to guess. Has to guess that she's online. Wait, so did she, did you have a cable running into her laptop on her bed? Do we see the cables? Do they? Must? I mean, this is. Oh, there we, is. We look the other side. That yeah, might be there is. Yeah. Here. We no. We looked this up many episodes ago. This is it, this is pre Wi-Fi. Yeah. 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 So they have to have cables. But it could be sci-fi or the future of Wi-Fi. Sure. Oh, double phones. We, a hack for the double phones. Look at that. Those two phones are so good. It's very good. It's very good. Um. I like how they're different phones too. It's like Chris, or, uh, uh, Patricia clearly has the phone she prefers, and then he has whatever phone he gets. Um, so let's see. Most, most um, things are moving pretty smooth, like in the you know, the 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 round scene. I mean, the the only problems is uh, you know Frank is his is is singing is off, but it's fine. It's good. It's oh, it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'd say everything's perfect there. I mean, the, the, the big problem is Miranda double booking. Or, uh, or single booking or not booking them. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, you know. So we could help her out with, like, a calendar situation. We could help the bookstore and Miranda more seamlessly create exclusive bookings. Yep. Uh, how do we help uh, more women be familiar with the Godfather? That's a very that's a huge problem in our society. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I mean, I'll say, like, just kind of, you know, getting up to speed. You know, he's, like, describing the Godfather. Like, instead, he could have a way of just, like, how do you get Kathleen to see the Godfather more immediately? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a possible hack could be if he just, like, presses one button and the Godfather starts playing on her on her screen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we got lots of options here. Um, uh, why don't you pick? What, what do you think is the biggest problem here? Um, biggest problem. Um, or the, the most hackable problem, to be precise. Most hackable. Uh, I mean, clearly it's the t- it's the text box, non optimal. Okay. Sizing. If you say so. All right, let's hack it. Uh, I mean, okay. So problem number one is they're dealing with the uh, their their monitors, which I would say the screens are too big, which makes the text boxes too big. Okay, so like, how about a, a, you know, monitor that fits in the palm of your hand? That would be my because then you have a smaller text box, which is more sensible. So would you agree that'd be a better? Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I want to maintain the size of the text box is the problem. Okay, so what, what will be your hack? Uh, so a monitor that fits in the palm of your hand, but the whole thing is a text box. I think the text box would still be smaller. Than... Uh, I don't think so. I think it needs to be bigger. Uh, than... What about a projector? Okay, now you're talking. <laughs> Um, and uh, a projector that projects just the text box onto the wall. Um, what about a, a, a projector that projects a text box onto your face? So then, as you watch the screen, we would see the text scanning over Ooh, their face. I like it. That's a, that's a very '90s way to kind of show the uh, the internet. Um, We're all I, connected in the way that we see like text streaming over our face. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd be remiss to not mention um, that uh, there could be a resizable 
text box. Or a resizable screen. Resizable screen, nice, yep. yeah. Bendable, foldable. Okay, okay, what about this? You have the main monitor on your laptop. Main mon. Which is just for doing work. Main mon mon. But then anytime you instant message, a second monitor flips out the side containing oh. just the text. The second mon mon. Yeah. Text, text mon mon. Yeah, and then you, you, uh, you know, it, so it pops out sideways, has the new text. Yep. You read it. Yep. Then you type into that. And then you you slap it. Pop it. You slap it back in. Oh, and I that's like how you it. Send it. I like it. It's like a CD drive, but for a text box. It's also like a typewriter where you oh, slap it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So it pops out. You type the text on it, and then you're like, and then when you're ready to send, you slap it back in. Yeah, and it does not. Oh. It does not override your existing Windows, so it's much better. Why didn't computers go in this direction? I think it's typewriters had the patents. Yeah, that's got to be it. No, I mean we had we have all this like. I mean, maybe we're gonna get back there now. Now that we have the ability to like have more flexible mobile form factors. Um, but like, why didn't computers turn into just like here's here's like five screens that pop out of each other, you know, as opposed to one screen? I think the real answer is the the the, the physical parts would probably break and be annoying. <laughs> I mean, the hinges on a laptop can be bad enough. Sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if when you make those robust, I mean, typewriters, people loved slapping their typewriters. Oh, yeah. That was beloved. So I'd say that should come back. Let's start it by hacking right now. I like it. All right, that has been Hack of the App. Ah, oh, good. Always good to have the uh, hacking music uh, with us. Yeah, and uh, speaking day. of, uh, now it's speaking time for of, Where in the Air. It's Where. <laughs> I, need, I need to get the music back. Oh, I thought you were ahead of me on that one, but I guess not. I, look, I don't, I don't really. I'm never, I'm never ahead. Uh, okay, this is uh, Where in the Air. This is where I take the variable Where's Ivia, the software flying through the air. Flying, uh, you know, we're flying in the air or through the Ethernet cable uh, to the various networks all around us. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and by taking that view, we can actually view the movie not only in the small chunk, but you know, kind of a more encompassing, uh, looking at a movie-wide perspective. Of course. Yeah. And so we will be rating uh, the movie as a whole as a whole. Movie up to this point as a whole. These five minutes. Mean, medium, mode, two point five. This is good. No half stars. Yeah, this is Neon Palm Mall Vaporwave Mix Plus Video by Spliff Radio. Good. Very good. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a nice subgenre of, va- of Vaporwave uh, that is focused on uh, mall music remixes. Oh, that's very good. Okay, yeah. let's... Uh... It's super good. And also, the best part of it are the ones that invent fictional malls and then create music that's themed around the fictional malls. Wow, that's yeah. real. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. The video is actually this video is very good too. I'll, I'll send you the I don't know if I can can I send links in Wireclub chat? Oh yeah. There it is. Um All righty. Um so yeah, so okay, so the movie as a whole as a whole. Are you ready? Yeah. A 3, three a 2, two a one, 1, 4, four and stars. a half stars. Four, yeah. Somewhere in there. Okay. Movie up until this point as a whole. Ready? Yeah. A three, three two, two, one, four, four stars. Four and a half stars. Oh, yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, uh, these five minutes. Ready? Yeah. Uh, three, three two, two, one. Three stars. Four and a half stars. Oh wow. Oh, you really I think, it's, it. I think it's a strong five minute. I think it's a good, good uh, atmosphere. So yeah. It's a nice atmosphere. Yeah. I think. Um, why did I? Yeah. I don't know. It's um. Yeah, it's nice. I don't, okay, I'll go three and a half stars. I'll bump okay, up by that's half. Good. Yeah, okay. And I'll go down half a star to match it. Wow. 
Nice compromise. All right, well, that has been where in the air. Oh, real good, real good. Um, okay, so we're about to wrap it up here. We got a couple pieces of business. First is contact info. Here's okay. a good time. Here's okay. You here's we'll do it question answer style. You give me a prompt, I will answer it. I'll give you a prompt, you answer it. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. I want to Twitter you at your of. I want to email you. Here's staff at earfulof.com. Or staff at earfulof.com. What's it set up? It's now set up. I want to go to your website. Earfulof.com. Good. Great. Very good. Ah, the high notes really hit it last time. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I think it's it it been a worse. Yeah. But as we always say here, here at Earful, you know, uh, email is exciting. Oh, so exciting. It makes connections, uh, you know, it brings us all together, uh, you know, instant or even the, the, the snail mail variety. Uh, and as I always say, with email, uh, anything is possible. Uh, do you believe, Julie, that's true? I think that is absolutely true, and but I will caveat it. I well, Tell me more. Well, whatever you do with that possibility is up to you. To you. <laughs>